passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another episode of Restore the Floor, your podcast dealing mainly with your Detroit Pistons and some NBA stuff as well. I'm Stoney, and of course, he is the guru of basketball, Evan Jenkins. What's up, Ev? You know, just a, a beautiful, beautiful Friday, which you would never expect 75 on Halloween, essentially. I know. But you know what? The NBA season's kicked off. It went pretty much as we hoped it would go in their first game. Yeah. So I, I'm still very excited. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Pistons. We'll get into the other league, uh, other teams around the league briefly uh, later in the, uh, in, in the podcast. But what at least I wanted to see from this season – got completely, you know, emphasized. It was completely what I wanted in game one. Obviously, I'd like to see them win. But going in, we talked about we wanted to see what Cade Cunningham could do. And uh, despite a few little um, hero shots every once in a while towards the end, he was terrific. He got he brought him back. They, you know, got down 19. He played great. Um, you know, 30 points, not not exactly a bad evening for Cade Cunningham. And he shot pretty well, 13 of 27. Uh actually made uh what four of nine from three, which is which is good. And the one down the stretch was huge. Huge. Absolutely. Now look, he he missed the one at the end, but th- that happens. You know, he took a few bad shots. I didn't love the left-handed I don't know if I, if I even blame that on him because he's double-covered, and wow. if you watch that play again, Alec Burke is sitting right in the corner ready to just jack up a three. Right. So it might be a little bit on the inbounder and Killian Hayes, and, yes. and when there's two seconds left, what are you supposed to do? Right. Well, th- th- that one was – I'm talking about the one where he went in with the left-handed oh, layup and bam, swatted it yeah, away. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You don't need – go in, get fouled. And I know they weren't getting a great whistle, but that said. And the other thing I wanted to see was them play defense. And for most of the game – and I know the points didn't show it early on – but to me, from the get-go, they were guarding. They were defending. They, you know, a lot of the points that they gave up in the first half was because they had 14 turnovers yeah. that turned into 21 points. They were their own, their own worst enemy when it came to that game with turnovers. I think they had nine in the first quarter alone, and that, that's yeah. never a recipe to success in the NBA. Yeah. What do you think of uh, our, our prize rookie, Osora Thompson, first game? He's what we wanted, right? Athletic, played D. He played great defense. Yes, five blocks. Yeah, and I mean, Duran, he did his thing. I think it was 17 and 14 or whatever it might have been. Right. Including and, foul trouble early, which enabled, you know, he wasn't able to play as much as they probably wanted. Yeah, and I mean, the only down part was the press release that came the day before the game saying Bogdanovich was going to be out for four weeks. We knew that he was hurt. Yes. But that, that's, that sucks. That's um, going to hurt because people, you know, everybody on this team, we all talk about – Cade and Ivy and Duran, people don't realize he was Bogdanovich was their leading scorer last year. 
Yeah, he's a twenty point night a guy in my opinion, and spreads and spaces the floor. And he's automatic, it seems like, from three. So after after watching the first game, it was very entertaining. Um, now now they go on the road, or they stay on the road, better yes. yet, to an, a very tough opponent in Dallas, right? Charlotte. Charlotte, my fault. Same same color scheme, right? <laughs> um, but so you want to see a win against Charlotte, right? Yeah, on, on, the, on the road, it'll be their home opener, I believe. I think they started off in Atlanta. And they had an interesting game. We'll get into them uh, momentarily. Um, the thing about the Pistons that I really didn't like, and maybe I just don't understand it yet, is I, – I sh- actually, I should say I do understand it because Monty Williams wants defense, number one, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's why Killian starts ahead of Jay Nivey. And Jay Nivey, look, it's only one game. He was one for seven – turnovers look completely out of place on that team yeah i'll be curious because he's embraced it he said every everything that he said has been correct when talking about coming off the bench and he's played that role fine but i wonder if somebody like him is going to try to do a little too much coming off the bench Mm -hmm. all at once yeah and that's kind of what it seemed like on opening night now there's opening night jitters there's you know you have bad days from the floor it happens but let's let's hope that's not a trend here, and that is the only the first game, and they have two games this weekend, which is great for a rebound. But all in all, the one thing we kept saying, Stoney, over the summer was we just want to see a competitive basketball team at the end of the game that you still have a chance to win. And they did, and they people forget. Oh, you know, well they fell nineteen, you know, and yep, you know what? But they came back, and. This they were playing the team that played in the NBA Finals last year, who I believe weren't they. I, he wasn't missing anybody, were they? Not that I'm aware of. No, no I mean I think Max Struess is gone. But yeah, I mean that, I'm talking about they, they had no health injuries. Wise, no, they were fine. Yeah, and, and it, it's a great comeback to see that they don't quit, that they still are going. I mean, you got what you wanted to see. You saw Cade put up. A superstar performance. I'm sorry, but any time a player puts up 30 points in the NBA, I consider that a superstar performance. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he did. He led the team. Right. You'd like to see a little more coming off the bench, especially like we mentioned, Ivy. Burks, who we thought was going to start instead of of, uh, Killian Hayes, he was three for eight. Like to see him, or two for eight, I should say. We like to see him do a little bit more. But some of the other bench guys... Bagley filled his role. You know, he, he, he played was three well. for three in, in, in 16 minutes. Uh, he got, what, uh, nine re, uh, rebounds, I believe he got. What eight, did Wiseman eight, do? Eight, do Wiseman didn't play. He didn't play, right? No. Okay. He's, Monty Williams has been honest. He said he's 10 man rotation. And he didn't. And, you know, for a 12 man <laughs> Right. That's you know, Who's the two that don't get to play? Yeah. And it was uh, Wiseman and um, Umade did, did, did not play. And. Uh, uh, and Joe Harris, first game, 0 for 2, but he only took two shots. So sure. Played his role. I'll tell you what, Sasser looked pretty good coming off the bench. Dude, the more and more I see him, I listen to him talk, you look at his body of work in college. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm not saying he's Draymond Green, but he's that kind of player that has the experience in college that can instantly come. And I don't think that there's going to be anything that, like, deters him. Like, he's not going to be afraid of anything. He played in, what, Final Fours and and all of that stuff. So he's played in in front of the biggest crowds. Like, you won't see that kind of crowd in the NBA, that's for sure. No, and and look, when you look at the defensive end, granted, some of them were missed open shots, but if you hold uh, Jimmy Buckets to uh, 6 for 18... Okay. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. And also, Tyler Hero came on a little bit towards the end. Here, he was 7 for 24. Some of that's good defense. Some of that's missing open shots. Some of that's Tyler Hero trying to be a hero, <laughs> yes. and, and no pun intended. Right. But he's just, listen, he, he came out hot that rookie year, and then he had injury problems. I'm not overly impressed by him, but he is one of their stars, and, and you held him to, like you said, 7 to 24 shooting. Right. And you only gave up 103 points, which... And how many turnovers and points off of turnovers? Right. I don't know if that's even a stat in the NBA that they keep like that. Yeah, I they know do. Yeah. They do during games and right. stuff, but that's where a lot of those points came from. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Friday night it is game two against the Charlotte Hornets, who uh, won a nice game on the road against uh, the Atlanta Hawks on uh, on Tuesday on Wednesday night. And they're an interesting team. I think yeah, P.J. Washington doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. He's one hell of a player, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And, and, like he's one of those dudes that you would love to have on your team, but if he's not on your team, you don't know about him until you play him. Like you're not going to see him on the Sports Center and all those highlights and everything. Right, and you but know it's where every it seems every time they play the Pistons, Rozier always seems to do something to, to kill him. And he had uh, against the Hawks, he had 24 points in the opener. You got to worry about him. And you know, obviously, their best all-around player, with all due respect to PJ Washington, is Ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, 10 assists in the first game. You've got, what, their center, Mark Williams, I think, had 15 boards. So that's going to be a good test for Duran to go Mm -hmm. bang against another center that's not trying to extend the floor just like he is. So I'm really, really intrigued to watch it. And, and, And that's, I think, the best part about this Pistons season is that 
let's say they start two and five or something, you're still going to be intrigued to watch the next game as long as everybody stays healthy because I think it's going to be a big learning curve for these guys because let's hope Monty Williams puts them in the fire and get yourself out of it type deal early on. But I'm pumped to watch it on a Friday night. Yeah, I'll tell you what what was weird about Charlotte in their first game. Gordon Haywood played 33 minutes. He only took one three. That's wild out of him. Yeah, ten points, which is fine. And the other person on him going team, on like a twelve-year career or something. Yeah, right he's now. like forty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, because he, you know, all the injuries. I just so remember him in college, beat yeah. Michigan State. Well, and then he, oh made, yeah, missed that shot against Duke. Shot. But the the other thing is, uh, Brandon Miller made his debut, you know, his NBA debut on on a Wednesday night, and coming off the bench, he had twenty-four minutes. And he scored, what am I I'm looking at here? I believe uh, like 13 points. 13 points in his first game. He's the interesting year. one, man. Yeah. He really is. I mean, it's a lot like Chet where you don't know what you're going to get in that second year. But, I mean, in college, the kid could do it all. As a freshman, another kid that beat Michigan State. God, we're getting a trend here, huh? But <laughs> he's he's he can flat out score the basket. Yeah. Ball, you know what I mean? And that's a guy that every team wants and you hope that it translates for their fans and their team. Now, I hope that he craps the bed when he plays the Pistons right. on Friday night, but you know what? The NBA is starting to create teams that are going to give problems and it's not just going to be these super teams and that's what I I like the most about yes. it. Uh and then the home opener is on Saturday against the enigma that is the Chicago Bulls. I've never heard a team who have a players-only meeting after the first game of the season. Now, they lose by, what, 20 to Oklahoma City at home. So I get that there's some, you know, angst there. What do you mean? I see Andre Drummond posting nothing but his videos where Chet Holmgren fell down. Oh. It's like, Andre, you lost, dude. I know. Get over it. <laughs> I know. Let, here, let's champion myself. Yes, the return Jesus. of Andre Drummond at Little Caesars Arena uh, Saturday night. Is it bad that I, when I go as a fan and he's there, I like to boo him? No. That's, I yeah. just... That guy had all the promise in the world and just threw it away, yeah. thinking he was better than what he was. Um, and look, he's still a damn good NBA player, but you should never be shooting threes, Andre, ever. No. Um, you look at the team, you know, DeRozan had 20 in that game, and Zach Levine held to 16. They have some good players. Yeah, they can score, and I think, you know, any given night they can go out and give it, but more often than not, you're going to see a performance like they had on opening night. Obviously, the players know that that's on the table. Correct. They're already discussing it. Right. But it's not that they're playing a horrible team. They have Oklahoma City. I mean, SGA is one of the best players in the league that people don't oh, know yeah, about. Oh, yeah, then you got Chad, you got the two Jalen Williams. I like their team. I, I have, Yeah, I have no problem with their team. No, they're fun to watch, and they have all those draft choices. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> You know, right? they, they are the team of the future. I just wish that, you know, our buddy Troy Weaver would have – Done a lot of the things that uh, his, his we'll boss see, Amper, right? I mean, it, unless unless this all works out, yeah. then egg on our face. But I agree with you. I mean, they're loaded for the future. Yes. Here's a great question for later. For actually, more of the shows than our podcast. So I believe this is off the top of my head. Both the Lions and the Pistons had two number one draft choices the last two years. So would you rather have Hutchinson, Williams? Gibbs, uh, Gibbs and, Campbell. and Campbell or Ivy Durin and then the two Sasser and Osora Thompson. Okay, so it, it is it's early on both fronts right. for so this ob- year's obviously draft, Aiden's right? the best out of the four so far. 
kill for. I know this is a Pistons podcast, and I kind of got to side with the Pistons because you only have 12 dudes on your team. So you're talking about four players for the Pistons that could be their core going forward. True. I would say arguably only because only because Jack Campbell hasn't lit the world on fire as a first round linebacker right. yet. Jameer Gibbs just scored his first touchdown in game number right. 7. Correct. Jamison Williams caught as many passes in this last game as you and I did combined. Right. And Hutch he he's great, yeah. but you got to do it game in and game. Right. I'm I'm going to take the Pistons. Okay, but I'm saying when we went when we go down the four, Hutchinson's obviously the best of the four so far. Yes, I agree. And then after that, you probably have to go Duran. Yeah, he's over Ivy. Yep. Then you'd probably have to go Ivy. And then mix up the and then other Gibbs five. Gibbs or yeah. yeah. Because listen, I I like Gibbs and I like Williams because we all like fast dudes that can mm-hmm. go out there and burn. But right now. You're not even getting a match to light their burner right, right. Now, which kind of sucks. But now this week might be a different story, but I'm going to go with the Pistons only because you take four dudes away from this Lions team, mm-hmm. you still expect them to to perform. You take these four dudes from the Pistons, I don't know what we got. Right. Uh, around the league real quick, what do you think of the debut of uh, Wemby? Well, he won me money. I thought that was the easiest <laughs> bet of the night. Over a three and a half. For like plus one thirty five, I'm like this guy's gonna shoot at least five to seven threes. Right, first two made baskets were threes. So, um, I'm I'm not, I don't buy with people that are like the refs took him out of the game. Nobody's there to see the refs. Well, listen, you're given five fouls. Right, you can only use five fouls. So, yeah. I mean, he fouled out. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, but yeah. fifteen points, and, and, and I think he's perfect for where he is because Popovich isn't going to like he doesn't care care about the popularity and all that stuff he's going to coach him and get him ready and you know he'll play his minutes will improve but I'm happy I I was happy with his debut and the one thing that's always going to scare me with him are injuries but I mean that's any dude that's seven two plus Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that their bodies just aren't the same Uh, the other few things that I noticed was um in the, the the Boston Celtics if, like you talk about healthy, Ugh. if Porzingis can stay healthy, that team is sick. That three that he made on opening night to put away, I forget who they were even playing, but I'm watching and it's four feet behind the line. Right. He shoots it with ease, doesn't even touch the net. I'm like, oh my God, if you finally put a big with them, I mean, all due respect to Al Horford, but you're like basically my age at this point right now. <laughs> if you can get younger and better and more athletic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be scary, and he's like their fourth. Op- or who's the who's the fourth option? Him or Holiday? And then, and that's a good question. I mean, the fact that they got Holiday, I was like, Jesus, like the rich getting richer. But I mean, that's the team to beat. Yep. And the other team made their debut uh, Thursday night, Milwaukee. Bucks, yeah. And everybody's talking about how great you know Dame time, and he had a great game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But playing against a team that I'm sorry, <laughs> they underachieve every year. Philly was, you know, had a chance to win that game, which stunned me. And the whole Harden thing is just a joke. Yeah, clear it up because I'm only seeing stuff on social media. So he showed up. Yeah, he was ready on, to get on the plane. They wouldn't let him on the plane. And then they're like, "Nah, dude, no, dude, you're no." He hadn't been there in like two to three weeks. He's not even who even knows what kind of shape he's in. I know, but it, it, if that were me, I would let him on the plane, and then his ass would have been sitting on the bench. That's what I would have done. Yeah. It would have made situation even worse, but I'm a petty individual. Yeah. But I, I don't uh, – hey, 
Sorry, bro, you don't have a ticket to this plane. Yes. He 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 ruined he ruined that team like just like yeah, but it's their fault. Yes, you knew his track record before going there. I I was one of those. I'm the few because I know Ben Simmons is whatever he is. I said, you know what? You just take your medicine with Ben Simmons. Don't get James Harden. Oh, as long as Ben Simmons can agree to be what he is, then he's a pretty but damn he, good he player. But he would probably have never played in Philly again. That's okay. I would have just sat his ass and paid him 100%. rather than have James Harden. And it's not like this is James Harden that went to the Houston Rockets from no. Oklahoma City where you didn't see any of this going on. But uh, since he was in Houston, he, he's ran down the Nets. He's ran down Philly. Right. Like, and he's getting paid $40 million a year. It's such a shame because he's a great player. And early in the season last year, he seemed content to be a point guard and a lot of assists. And well, then, that's the thing. Boom. He's always damn near average 10 assists a game. And yeah. People call him selfish and whatever. And that's it's a very hard achievement to, to get done. Yeah. But, dude, you cost your team in so many other ways mm-hmm. than not passing the basketball. And it's just, I'm sorry, man. Yep. Uh, well, we, as we discussed last week, uh, last podcast, and you were right, we saw um, the Lakers have played two games. <laughs> we saw bad Anthony Davis in first game and good Anthony Davis in the second game. And that, dude, it's always going to blow my mind because he has every intangible. If you were to put together the perfect NBA basketball player, in my opinion, it's Anthony Davis. Yes. You have a seven-foot dude that can extend the floor. He can dribble. He can shoot. He can do it all. Yeah. But then there's some games where he just disappears. Right. The other night on opening night were zero points in the second half. Right. What what's the that? And somebody like me that has never played an NBA game is going to sit there and think, "Dude, you can get two points one way or the other yes. by I mean, you know, they call fouls on damn near everything. Take it to the rack once, get uh, to the line, dude." I know. And uh, LeBron saved their asses last night. He had a great fourth quarter. <laughs> I know. I know you don't like him. <laughs> I know. Because I, I was surprised that Phoenix was even going to win that. looked like they were going to win that game because no Beal again and no Devin Booker last night. I know. And they still, you know, KD can still play, man. I'm He's a, always. I'm a I KD mean, fan. I know our buddy Woj isn't, but I'm a still I a I don't know KD. how you can't like the dude when it comes to playing on the basketball court. Right. You might not like his social media presence or him as a He's kind of like weird on social media. He's not like. I don't care. Right. He gets out on the basketball court, dude fills it up. But even on social media, he's not like really disrespectful. I mean, he's just sensitive himself. It's just so weird because everybody wants the athlete to respond. And then when the athlete responds, you hate him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so weird. Plus, if you remember, and I'm glad he's going to, looks like he's going to play next summer, he basically won the gold medal for the United States the last Olympiad. Well, I mean, you would hope he's out there, Cade's out there. I mean, uh, what what they're putting out there remind me of when Joe Dumars was playing for the USA in the FIBA and stuff. And I'm like, Joe Dumars? Like, don't get me wrong, I like him here in Detroit, but... Joe Dumars is not one of the best 12 players in the NBA or 15 when you're trying to put out the best 15 that you got. I don't know. Whatever. That's true. But that's that's just what it seems like to me. And, like, if the NBA is not going to take it serious when it comes to the Olympics or the players aren't, then go get me the 15 best college kids, and they'll compete just as well. In my opinion, they might try harder. And Cohen Carr can uh, dunk some balls, right? <laughs> And it might be the only thing he can do, but that kid can fly. Yes, indeed. All right, we thank everybody for listening. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Hopefully the Pistons can, you know, maybe come out of the weekend with maybe two Maybe Monday wins. we're talking two and one. Ooh, baby! <laughs> for Evan Jenkins, I'm Stoney. Peace.